Fly vardagen en stund med GVS ljudböcker. Stenar och slagord flyger genom luften. Däck och bilar sätts i brand hör vi genom våra kontakter. Men det här är ju han. Cesar klappade Arturo på axeln. Vem han? Grinige byggaren från tv. Lyssna gratis på GVS ljudböcker. Finns hos Acast eller där du hittar dina poddar. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So I joined in my gang at 13 and sure enough, um, like most gang members, I experimented with drugs, alcohol and It's like the more violence you do, the more recognition you get from your gang. And so I was fighting, robbing, stealing for money, just hurting people in general. Being a gang member around, riding, getting in shootouts and whatnot. And David Andrade är så kallad Mexican-American och uppväxt i östra Los Angeles. 13 år gammal gjorde han som så många andra med samma bakgrund. Sökte en familj och trygghet han aldrig fått hemifrån. Och som man då tyckte sig hitta hos det lokala gänget Gareth Loma Gang. Som polisen beskrivit som ett av de våldsammaste latinogängen i Kalifornien. And luckily during the running to the streets was there was other individuals such as myself that had similar backgrounds such as their parents were alcoholics or their father was a drug addict and they didn't want to be around that so pretty much that led us to the streets in their environment. I was born in Long Beach Naval Base but I grew up in East Los Angeles. Um, of course running to the streets with individuals such as myself, similar backgrounds, Mexican-American, um, didn't want to be around homes. We usually just hung out on the street corners, whatnot, and eventually the local gang members approached us like, hey, since you're here posted up in the neighborhood, I think you should be from this neighborhood. So, of course, all the steps, you know, fighting, getting in fights, robbing people, stealing. I got into my neighborhood when I was 13 years old, 13 years old, and that's how my lifestyle began because I kept myself away from home, ran to the streets, and the streets was that family that I wanted, that family that... We we're all looking for that father figure that I wanted was ended up being a former gang member from my old neighborhood that I left. But he influenced me like, hey, look, you could have all this. You could have the money. You can have the women. You could have the drugs. You could have the guns. You could have the fame. Come with us. And 
eventually, you know, being a 13-year-old, naive little kid, I was, you know, I guess, influenced into that lifestyle. David, inte otippat mörk, har rakat huvud och många stora synliga tatueringar. För att komma bort från hemmet där knark, sprit och våld tillhörde vardagen tydde han sig till en äldre gängmedlem som också blev hans mentor och väg in till en annan vardag av knark, sprit och våld. To me, that was like, damn, he's making me this guy that's gonna be a super gang member and, you know, just get into trouble. Like, the more bad stuff you do, it's like, the more they accept you, you know? And a lot of us needed that, I guess, motivation. Like, oh, you're doing good, you beat that guy up, that's props, and, you know, good job, man. Now go shoot this guy. You know, that's that's the kind of manipulation that I went through as a minor, as What? a teenager. You know, everything went down from there. Growing up, just using drugs, still getting in trouble, partying. Till I was about 17 years old, I went on to the, I went on the run from the police department for aggravated assault. So that was my first actual offense with the law. So I'm not proud of it, but that's the lifestyle I grew up in. It's sort of a product of my environment, if you want to call it. So of course, after I got released, it was just you got out of jail, you served your time, get the hell out of here. Um, Report to your probation officer. I went to my probation officer, so they're telling me I'm 18 years old, just fresh out of county jail. Call me my probation officer for the first time. It's like, hey, Mr. Andrade, I'm your PO. You got to report to me, answer my calls at specific times. You need to pay this much money every time you come and see me. So it's like they wanted $100 every visit. It's like, I just got out of jail. I'm 18 years old. I got no job training, no, like, what are you going to do for me? Like... You want me to pay $100, what am I gonna get? You want me to go back to just robbing or selling drugs? Like, I'm not gonna put, money doesn't grow on trees. What do you want me to do? Like, at least give me a job lead or something like that. But it was no, you find your own job and pretty much you're out there with no help, no support. Efter sitt första avtjänade fängelsestraff började Davids nästa problem ute i det fria. För enligt lag i Kalifornien var han tvungen att regelbundet ta av sig till sin övervakare samt betala en straffavgift. Pengar han varken hade eller tyckte sig kunna tjäna på laglig väg. Så jag stod ut där för about a month. A month that I got out in 2003. So I stood out there for a month. Of course, I'm on probation. She called me up one day. David, you need to come in. You haven't been calling and reporting because I'm selling drugs. You want your hundred dollars, right? I gotta make a living. So I didn't specifically tell him I'm selling drugs. It's like, look, I have to make money. So you didn't give me. You know, I'm gonna do what I do to get money. So we'd be happy that you know. So after that, I just went on the run. I ate walls from probation. So I had him worn out for my arrest. During that time, I was still actively participating in the gang life, shooting people, robbing people, stealing and whatnot. Um, more fights. It's just, like I said, a product of our environment. This is the way I was raised. My family was really no support because they were doing their own thing. And mm. I wasn't living at my house. I left my house around 15 years old. I was living in a dope house. That's where we have all our drugs and whatnot. And as long as I was selling drugs, bringing in money, I was cool to live there, had a place to rest and whatnot. But I was still actively using drugs, partying, um, gang banging. For someone that doesn't know, I mean, in general, describe the ordinary life. You were talking about it before, but for, with a gang member. I mean, it's a whole new world. For, it's a whole new world. So not only do you have to just be on point, which is you have to be aware of your surroundings. There could be a car parked down the block ready, like, oh, we always see these idiots standing in this corner. Let's go shoot these guys. It's pretty much you're walking with a target. You're walking with a target. You're always going to be harassed by the cops because the cops are there to protect the community. They see gang members, of course, they're gonna run up on you. Hey, you got your license or whatnot, ID, we need identification, throw you on gang file. It's, you're a victim of your surroundings. You know, so you always have to be on watch for cops, for enemies, 
um, your clientele. Shoot, they might even try to rob your ass for their drugs and whatnot. It's an addiction. Everybody, they, everybody. I don't care what they say. Every gang member had an addiction. You party. You, if you're a gang member, you were doing drugs. You were an alcoholic. You were doing all that. It just mostly, my whole thing was wherever I go, I had to be. You know, whether if I left my neighborhood environment to go get something to eat or go to the store to buy some shoes or some clothes, you have to be aware of your surroundings because there's always gang members almost in every location you go to. Are there any situations that you today can remember that stands out in any way that you remember? Oh, this one time, <laughs> me and my friend went to King Taco on Third Street. So we went and like that's the hot spot for us. Like we can't go there, but we still go. Like fuck it, we're bad, we're young, we got guns. So it was one time a uh, car pulls up right next to us. We already have our food. We both have our guns, and it's like we have to be aware of each other. That's like a war zone in that area, I guess you want to call it. So we're barely getting into the car, and I just see a car pull up next to my homeboy at that time, and he wasn't even paying attention, and I just ran, pulled out my gun, and I just went to the window like, what's up? Like, I was barely going to start shooting. They rolled down the window, and luckily it happened to be female drivers. So it was like... Shit, my fault. And of course, that comes with uh, being a gang member too. The women are attracted to that. I don't know why, but they're attracted to that kind of lifestyle. So it was just some girls like, "Hey, let's go party," and I'm just like, "Man, get the hell out of here! I got my food. Like, I'm on another. T you know, like, we. It's just the lifestyle we live. You just gotta be aware of your surroundings. Of course, there's other times where I've <laughs> the cops hate us. The cops hate gang members. A time where I was younger, I was about 13, like my first year in there. Um, I was writing on the walls, my neighborhood, my nickname, and then I was putting fuck the pigs. That's how we disrespect the cops, fuck the pigs. So one cop had a personal issue with me. Every time he got me, like, he couldn't catch me. Like, I would always run from him. I'd hide my gun, and when he did catch me, I was like, I don't got shit on me, you gotta let me go. I'm 13, I'm on the streets, what's cracking? Like, you can't do shit. He's like, I can't do shit. So he put me in the back of his car. He drove me to an enemy neighborhood and was like, hey, we got woo-woo from this gang. We got so-and-so from this gang. We're gonna drop them off, leave them here, do what you guys gotta do. And they'll drive off and I'm just like, shit. So I'm just running for like two blocks, but luckily I had an older homeboy away from me at, cause he seen what was going on. So he knew because it happened to them in the past. So I'm running, getting chased by like six or seven individuals from a rival gang. It's like, damn, and I'm running for my life. Cause if they catch me, I'm dead. But luckily, like I said, my older homie was out there waiting for me. So when I ran to his car, we jumped in, headed back to our safe zone. It's, it's it's hectic, man. Safe zone. It's like a war zone. That's a war zone. Our safe zone is your neighborhood mm. because you got your other soldiers right there. They're ready. To... How do you recognize each other? Oh, you grow up with each other. You grow up with each other. Believe it or not, every generation is new. Each generation with the gang, they have a new generation. My generation, we all grew up together, went to school together. Uh, we grew up in the neighborhood, so... So how can you tell that there's an enemy over there, for instance? Oh, well, no, because if we don't recognize you as growing up there in the neighborhood, then you ain't from our neighborhood. And, you have and that's enough. And that's enough. That's enough to start chasing, chasing or shooting someone. Yep, yeah, it's happened before. It's happened before, so we just live that lifestyle where... Why? Because we don't want nobody intruding into our, our territory. What can happen, I mean? How dangerous can it be? Beat them, shoot them, stab them, kill them. I yeah, no, I mean, like, how dangerous can it be for another guy to be in your neighborhood? Uh, for civilians, we don't target civilians unless I'm going to rob them. So unless I'm going to rob them, I'm going to target a civilian. But other than that, it's like, oh, it's a square. You know, because like you come in just like that and be like, oh, that's not a gang member. He's cool. You know what I mean? Just our appearance. You know, like a lot of people dress baggy ass pants, jerseys, and just you know they. You can tell a gang member just by their look. You can recognize them. Trust me. If you back up uh, for the gang life, what would you say is the biggest misunderstanding or myths 
Um, a lot of the stuff that I see about gang members is a lot of people hate us because the whole thing is they say we target little kids and we shoot little kids. That's not the truth. That's not the truth. Gang members mostly just target gang members. They're going to just kill other gang members, so it's pretty much trash killing trash. But, like, now, in my instance, for my example, right now, gang members just love that lifestyle. They don't have the support they need. If they had a positive male role model in their life, or whether it be a positive female role model in life, you wouldn't need to actually run to the streets and be accepted by a community of your peers that just because my mom's an alcoholic, you know, maybe if I had a sponsor that was like, hey, David, why don't you come? Let's go play baseball. Let's go play basketball. Something positive. But a lot of communities don't have that. Can you describe an ordinary day in a gang from the time you wake up oh, until you go to bed? So I'll get ready. My days would just start off me getting ready, shower, shave up, have my money, have my drugs, my weapon. I gotta protect myself at that time I was an active gang member so I want to protect myself if somebody comes up I don't want to get killed you know I like my life uh, at that time I love that lifestyle of being a gang member so I'm always having my weapon with me maybe you know standing on the block with the homies patrolling our little streets um, making sure like hey who's that guy if this guy's coming into my block you know what I mean <laughs> if this guy's coming into my block like I want to defend it because if you're a rival gang member you have no permission to be in my territory You know, so of course a group of us will be posted up. All of us would have our weapons, our straps, I guess you want to call it, our guns. So we'll all have our guns. We'll be right there smoking weed, drinking. You know, a customer comes up and you know, we'll have our people come up like, hey, what you got? So a lot of our drugs were heroin, meth, cocaine, uh, crack cocaine as well. Just a day just making our money, living. If we were short on money and we customers were slow that day, I'd go somewhere else and go rob somebody. How? Oh. I walk up to them, just pistol whip them, and take their wallet when they're laid on the floor. Pistol whipped. Mm -hmm. So the butt of the gun, where you actually put the clip in, hit them over the head, or just pull the gun out of them, like, give me your shit. So I'm taking everything. Rings, necklaces, wallets, your shoes if they fade, if they're brand new. It's, it's sad, you know, that's the lifestyle I grew up in, but, you know. How's the uh, gang organized? Um, the structure is just pretty much as long as you're from the gang and you're out there shooting people, they don't give a shit. But it has to be rival gang members. That's our straight policy. Rival gang members only. If we don't get along with you, we're going to shoot you. And if you have done something good in, in the other gang members' eyes, what happens? I mean, oh, you, you get you blessed with more drugs. Um, you just like you're just like you're a celebrity. Like, hey, I shot this guy. Oh. He shot that guy, huh? let's give him some new guns, let's give him more dope, let's give him some money. Sort of like to, like, I guess, encourage you. And that's like a lifestyle of just, hey, let's get this guy a car, let's get this guy this, let's do what we can, you know, let's let him live at the house right here and he could run that dope by making money. It's it's the lifestyle that it entails. It's always a, a lot of talk about this brotherhood thing, how, how strong it is. Well, how would you describe it? Is it like that or is it just... It's like a family thing. So like say if we grew up in the same environment, we known each other since we're kids, you're my brothers. You're that family I always wanted, you know. I'm gonna, if someone fucks with you, I'm gonna go shoot that guy. If someone fucks with you and we grew up together and we're part of the same gang, I'm gonna go fuck that fool off. Go kill him or shoot him or stab him, whatever we can do. It's that brother that, oh, someone messed with the homie over there, oh, we're gonna go fuck that fool up. But the brother it is brother. It's like a family. The gang members are just like supposed to be family. But you don't realize that they're not family once you're incarcerated. You see the truth. What happens then? Well, my nine years, supposed to be my homies like, oh damn, the homie got locked up, He he's doing this much time. In about a week, they forget about you. You know, like all that money, all that pain and suffering you're causing out there, running around shooting other gang members, you'd expect your family to have your back, but they don't. 
would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, eventually, I caught a case. I caught a case that actually landed me nine years in prison. It did... They got sentenced to 10 years with 80%. I actually did nine years, four months in the California State Department of Corrections. So what happened? I got arrested for attempted murder on a police officer. So it was attempted murder on a police officer, attempted carjacking, attempted kidnapping, assault with a deadly weapon, ex-felon with a gun, street terrorist acts, gang activity, gang injunction. So I was actually fighting 56 years to life. So it was an off-duty sheriff was my victim, and from there it just went bad. But uh, luckily my lawyer was good enough to just give me nine years with 80%. So I served nine years, nine years, four months in the California Department of Corrections. Keep in mind that out of that whole nine years, I did seven years, seven months for the California Department of Corrections. And I was 18 years old when I went to prison. I got out when I was 28. And growing up in prison, it's not like the movies. You see a lot of shit, but a lot of the stuff that you see there is not specifically what happens in the movies. Um, you see stabbings, uh, riots, of course, that we have to partake in because it's segregated by race. So the system sets you up for failure. So, you know, well, blacks is side, whites is side, Mexicans is side, Asians is side. So anything can set us off and you have to fight regardless. Inte ens 20 år fyllda dömdes David till nästan 10 års fängelse för bland bilstöld, misshandel, kidnappning och mordförsök på en polis. Plötsligt och plågsamt blev han då också medveten om gänglivets baksida och bittra verklighet. Allt tidigare snack om brödraskap och familj visade sig vara lika mycket värt som att luta sig mot ett vattenfall. During my time in prison, because of course in there you have to eat, you have to eat, the county doesn't provide you with your soap, shampoo, toothpaste, you have to buy it. So you figure your homies and shit, these are people that you would ride for, go shoot somebody over, 
you know, back them up, go beat somebody up, you know. You expected that loyalty from that family because you thought that was your family. When I was in there, nobody sent me money. Not one of my homeboys sent me money, so it's like, damn, like, hey, aren't you supposed to be my, my brother? Aren't you supposed to be my homie? We grew up together in the streets. You call me your brother, you let me live with you, and you can't even send me $20 to buy some soap and toothpaste. So you really, really see who your loyal, where your loyalty lies. Can you describe the feeling then when you realized it was, it was messed up. It was fucked up. Sorry about my language, but honestly, it was a fucked up feeling. I did nine years in prison for a gang that didn't even back me up that I thought they were my family. You know what I mean? Like, then too, they try to say, if you get locked up, it's like, you're on your own. And it's true, you're on your own because at that time, my mom and them were still going through her phase, but she started working towards the end of me going to prison. She started doing good. It got out of the drug habit, out of the alcoholic habit, but... They're the ones that looked out for me. My actual mother, the one that I was having problems with at first, like she started sending me money, sending me packages to buy my stuff. And it's like, damn, like I left this household because she was a drinker, used experimenting with drugs. I left her to go out, run the streets, get arrested, join a gang, risk my life for a street that nobody did nothing for, nobody helped me with. Have you confronted some of your old friends with that? Uh, I just, it's like whatever, out of sight, out of mind. You know, I'm doing good and it's just, I don't really care about it. You But know? have you met them afterwards? Oh, because my mother lives right there, yeah. It's, so what do you say? Well, they're incarcerated right now, too. Okay. The ones that I ran with, a lot of them are incarcerated. A lot of them are different states. Like, But if you met them, I mean, what would you like to say to them? I was like, it was a wasted opportunity. I wasted a third of my life for a street that didn't do nothing for me. And the day you, you choose to leave the your old life, so what that happened? That was the day I got released from prison. <laughs> yeah. That was the day I got released from prison. It was just like... Right, so during the whole nine years in prison, you do a lot of shit. You've been in fights, you've been in riots and whatnot. I didn't like that lifestyle. You know, I don't want to be told when to go to sleep, when to wake up, when to go eat. I'm not a damn little kid. I'm a grown-ass man that, you know, like, but I put myself there, you know. Through my negativity, my ignorance, I followed the street life, which didn't amount to shit. If you earn a gang, all you're going to end up doing is dying, end up in prison or jail. It's truth. Is it hard to leave a gang? Not really. Some people will say it is, but some won't. Like, I left. I left. My mother lives in my old neighborhood. But they left you, in a way. They left me, so it's like, it is what it is. I left, and I want to do good, and that's it. It is what it is. I want to do good, and I don't want to go back to prison. I didn't, you know, my nine years in prison, I learned a lot. Like, I don't want to be in there because, dude, I miss my nieces growing up. I miss my nephews being born. Like, my family doesn't even know me, so it's like, now that my family's situated, like, my mom's doing real good. Uh, my sisters, they've always been legit. I'm the only male in my family. I'm the, younger, I'm the youngest out of three. I got two older sisters and I'm the baby in the family, I guess you want to call it. But they're all doing real good. They all have their own families and that's what I want. My promise to myself was when I got released August 18, 2013 was I want to stay out of prison and jail. I'm done with the gang life. I just want to work and have my own family to support and take care of. That's all I want. I just want to be able to walk around with my head up. You know, my head held high, like my pride, you know? I want to be good, I want to be something out of my lifestyle because everything I did led me into a negative aspect. If you're walking today through the streets and meet some people, how can you point out certain gang members today? Oh, of course, the visible tattoos. The visible tattoos or like... But today, it's fashion almost with it's tattoos. It's fashion, yeah, but you so. can tell there's just a specific way people walk or the attitude, like if I'm walking by you, it's like, hey, how you guys doing? But if it's semi, you have tattoos and all that, And I see you looking at my tattoos and we have kind of like that little, it's that, all that in that look, like, you know, it's, it's a look you get, like, well, what's up? 
and then that's when it happens, you know? It's certain, certain moves or anything? Certain move, just a look. It's just a specific look. Like, if you make that eye contact and if it's just the other person turns away, then you don't got to worry about it. That person ain't going to do nothing. He's not a gang member. But if it's just, oh, how you doing? And they walk away, you don't have to worry about it. But if it's somebody, like, they see you and it's like, what's up, man? Like, you know? Like that, then that, oh, this guy's active. This guy's a member, so what's cracking? Like, where you from? And that's when all that shit happens. What do you think the hardest? The hardest to, to try to be, like, ordinary people? Just my appearance, your appearance, you know what I mean? Like, my visible tattoos, I'm getting them removed to our tattoo removal process, but it's like, I want to show the community and my environment that is like, you can leave the gang and you can be successful in life, you know? But just to other individuals, like, tattoos are becoming the norm, but you look at me and my thing is like, oh, that's a gang member. Like, the way we're perceived is we're lower than scum. So they're looking at me like, oh, look at this, this is another loser. A gang member that it's not going to amount to shit but I'm here to prove that point that we can change and we can be successful in life that we don't we don't live by our past we grow and learn from it that's my main aspect so, there ain't no opportunity in that lifestyle except for death and prison what regrets do you have from the time my regrets was getting in I had a lot of opportunity that I messed away like for instance I could have went to the military you know Like had a good, you know, paid college education through the military, but instead I had to use my knowledge and went to the streets, and I fucked up a lot of opportunities. It's sad to say. Um, it took me a minute to get a job. Um, just I could have been way out there doing something different. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't have problems with going on the interviews and getting placed in a job because of a criminal history. But a lot of regrets were I hurt my family a lot. Idag lever David utan kopplingar till sitt gamla gäng, men har däremot tagit upp kontakten med sin första och riktiga familj. Missa inte heller kommande avsnitt med Hector Verdugo som idag driver Kaliforniens största gängavhopparverksamhet. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50-80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Fly vardagen en stund med GVS ljudböcker. Stenar och slagord flyger genom luften. Däck och bilar sätts i brand, hör vi genom våra kontakter. Men det här är ju han. Cesar klappar där Toro på axeln. Vem han? Grinige byggaren från tv. Lyssna gratis på GVS ljudböcker. Finns hos Acast eller där du hittar dina poddar.